0: During that last internship at Signia, I was sitting in their meeting room and they brought this entrepreneur in and he pitched the room and then the team at Signia was like, okay, we're going to offer to invest in your company. And like, to me, the amount of money was crazy and I was just so shocked to see that experience go down while I was sitting in the room and I was like, what, this happened? So I just wanted to dive headfirst into that career.
1: Hey guys. Hey everyone. Welcome back to Mom, I Got This with Stanford Women in
2: Design. I'm M, And I'm Iz. And we're rising sophomores at Stanford Online trying to navigate the world of design post college. And you guys, we're definitely beginners here.
1: So we're super excited to let our curiosity guide our discussion on how other successful women have figured out what the heck they
2: wanted to do and created the lives and careers they love. Today we have the wonderful opportunity to chat with Morgan Mollick. Morgan started as a product designer at the Stanford D School and is now a senior associate at Incutel, a venture capital firm for the U.S. intelligence and defense communities. We're wondering what role design plays in venture capital and how her side hustles impacted her career. So let's hear how Morgan went from the boathouse to the boardroom. We're so
1: thrilled to have Morgan and all of you with us today. So let's pull up a chair and dive in.
0: Yes, we will jump right in here. So. Again, honored to be joining each of you here today. And I love the name of your guys' podcast. I just wanted to start there. It's super resonant to me just because my mom and I are so close, but sometimes we have very different worldviews. So it's interesting she had a career in the Marine Corps where she had significant success and she continues to have significant success. But when I started college, it became a little bit more difficult to rely on either of my parents for kind of school or career path guidance because the Marine Corps is such a different world from what you go into when you go out to school and start going through the university program. So there were definitely moments in my life where I had to assure my mom, hey, I got this and then figure things out on my own.
2: Yeah, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? So
0: in terms of background, I will start from the very beginning. So I grew up as a military brat as people say, I was born in Japan and did high school in Germany and moved many different places in between those. So I loved living abroad and the places we lived in between those two locations were actually all domestic. And from Germany, where I spent my last three years of high school, I had a great guidance counselor and she was like, hey, you should consider applying to these reach Schools, and Stanford was one of them. So I didn't know anything about college. I was like, okay, like seems like a good fit. Love California. I'll apply, applied early and then ended up at Stanford. So Got to school, like many freshmen, thought I wanted to do bio or chem. So ended up kind of funneling into those classes, did the big intro to math and bio and CS. And I was, I just felt kind of overwhelmed after taking all of those classes. I was like, hey, like I'm either not as smart as I thought or not as technical as I thought, or just am not as passionate about these topics as I thought. So I was like, okay, I'll give this one more shot. Did an internship at a bio lab at Stanford after my freshman year. Realized, didn't love it, so decided to try something else. And as I was exploring the majors at Stanford, I found product design. And product design fit my interests perfectly. So the summer after I decided to declare product design, so sophomore summer, I did a really compelling internship at a helicopter manufacturer called Sikorsky. And Sikorsky was awesome. The company was acquired for $9 billion this summer I was there by Lockheed Martin. Yeah. And so that process was super interesting because I was like, what? Like companies acquire each other and like, what is this whole business process? So the next summer I was like, I want to learn more about business. So I ended up in Manhattan working at the NFL, which was (laughs) An amazing experience um, was roommates with close friends from school and learned a ton. and it was there that I learned about venture capital, which is what I do now. So my final summer internship was the summer before my master's degree and I worked at a venture firm just to figure out if it was something I'd really want to do and realized it totally was. That's how I ended up where I am today at NQtel. So that is background and college experience.
2: Yeah, so I definitely had a very similar experience coming into college. I wanted to, or I thought I wanted to go into medicine, and then after taking a few classes that were pre-med, and, and I realized, like you, maybe this isn't exactly what I wanted to do, and that yeah. for me was like a huge realization point. Um, And then just like you, I also ended up stumbling upon product design. And so I'm curious what kind of drew you to it coming out of that space and what is product design?
0: Yeah. So to me... Product design is a multifaceted major. Students can explore a variety of disciplines, which I think was my favorite part about it. This was partially driven by my dad. He's super entrepreneurial as a person. Right now, he's mostly focused on flipping houses. So he'll buy a house and literally renovate from top to bottom and then sell the house later. So he was always so creative in that endeavor. So when I found product design, I was like, this is really cool. It mixes psychology. Mechanical Engineering and other classes beyond those subjects and the students really get a holistic understanding of how to think about everything from design, need finding, and user research. So I felt to me it was a good combination of kind of the hard technical skills but also creative skills and then kind of psychology principles that I found super interesting. So to me that's what product design is. I imagine other people would have different definitions. (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, I love how different people describe the major because it really is so versatile it's such a cool field even when you go into the career world of it um yeah but it definitely sounds like that was a moment where your life kind of changed when you found this major so I'm wondering college is full of changes and if there were any other major crossroads that you had that got you where you are today something that looking back really was a life-changing moment but at the moment you weren't sure
0: yeah That's a great question. Very interesting question. So when I came to Stanford freshman year, I guess one of the crossroads was I knew I wanted to be an athlete. So I was trying to figure out like, how will I do this? I'd run all through high school and middle school and even elementary school was really when I started running and I played soccer. I was always super athletic. So when I came to school, I knew I not only wanted to have that athletic side, but I also knew I loved being on a small team because everyone on the team tends to support each other through all of their endeavors, whether it's in school or outside of the classroom. So I knew I wanted both the community and the athletics. So came to Stanford tried to join the track and cross country team didn't work out so I was like okay what other teams will allow walk-ons and the lightweight rowing team was the team that I ended up on so the tryout period for rowing ended up being about a quarter long it was tough I literally learned how to row from scratch in that quarter but it was awesome and I ended up sticking with the sport for about two years I loved the boathouse loved the team loved the travel but I just didn't have enough time in the day to dedicate to practice and office hours and then everything else in life that I was trying to manage. So then I needed to make a decision about what I wanted the rest of my Stanford experience to look like. I realized like, hey, I'm struggling in classes, particularly in physics ended up retaking physics and I was like, okay, I need to start prioritizing school or somehow rethinking how I'm spending my time. So I had to make the decision to kind of approach my coach and say, hey, I'm not able to continue on this team that I love so much. So that to me was a crossroads moment. It was just one of those times where I thought about the decision for so long. My mom to the name of this podcast suggested a pros and cons list and I did everything I could to clarify the decision for myself. But there comes a point where even pros and cons can't simplify the ex- the future experience and emotions that you might miss out on if you're quitting something and deciding to reorient towards something else. So I ended up reorienting and filling the rest of the two years I had at Stanford with other very fulfilling activities, but it was an incredibly hard decision to leave the team that I would become so close to at that time.
1: Yeah, I actually had an experience in high school where I made the decision to move away from my sport going from high school to college,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that it's such a tough decision to leave your team. It was a team sport as well. So, like leaving your team, I'm sure there was emotions involved in that. So, that sounds like it was really a question of work life balance. And sometimes you have to make hard decisions. Yeah.
2: I think that also being on a sports team, like Em said, does allow you to really learn how to balance your day. And it, it allows you to understand that sometimes saying no is the best option. Um, yeah. And so, being in the VC world and living in Palo Alto at least like when I showed up there I definitely felt there was this sentiment of just like work your butt off and grind culture for sure work every second of the day there's no no stopping no like opportunity to go hang out with your friends it's like go 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 which is an amazing thing but also can sometimes at least for me lead to burnout, and so I'm curious kind of how you manage that, what that looks like in your life now um, as a VC and if you still have brought that athletic identity with you into your life now
0: yeah this is uh, this is a perennial problem for me, and I think for a lot of people it's a challenge, especially as you grow up, you just have more and more responsibilities to Tend to. So for me, it's always been like, okay, how do I continue to demonstrate that I do work hard and that I'm passionate, but also find the time to enjoy the moment, enjoy reading a novel, going to dinner, as you mentioned, spending time with friends who the friends aspect, for example, of college was, was really what made the experience for me. Like those people I still talk to on a daily basis and confide in on a weekly or monthly basis, you know? So it's really hard. to find that balance but balance has always come up for me and I've started to think about it more when things are starting to get a little bit out of control. So I'm a passionate and eager person and love doing activities outside of my core role. So by that I mean if I'm in school I like doing extracurriculars like clubs or sports or something like that and if I'm in a work context i like working with nonprofits or other groups that maybe are related to work but maybe give me a total break from work so i have time to think about other things and be passionate about other topics so typically this feeling overwhelmed just manifests in me saying yes to too many things at once and then trying to figure out how to rein all of these things in so I remember there was a point during my senior year in college where I was simultaneously working on grad and undergrad curriculum, trying to prepare for graduation. I did some extracurriculars that we can touch on later and was trying to help get Stanford Women in Design off of the ground and was like, what am I going to do next summer? What's my internship? <laughs> so that was stressful as heck. It was so many late nights, but I really just relied on talking things out with my family, talking things out with my now fiance, who is also product design and really understood the situation. But I guess the core takeaway here is things get tough for me when I'm too eager and do too many things. So the way to mitigate this issue is having the confidence and awareness to say no, the ability to say no. To things in determining based on the present information you have about your bandwidth and the opportunity whether or not to take that opportunity because if you do take it you'll want to go all in and shine Um, so just doing that calculus based on the present information is for me always the best way to figure out how to balance things.
1: Yeah, you sound like such an ambitious person, Morgan. I'm sure you always have tons of stuff going on. It's really empowering to hear you say, like sometimes you do just have to say no and do what's best for you. I've definitely been in those situations where you kind of feel like you're drowning for taking too much on, but you did it yes. to yourself meaning well. Yes, um, yeah,
2: Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's nice to hear that like somebody in your position with all the amazing things that you've accomplished can take that time to hang out with your friends or go for a run or just like take time for yourself because I think I've been learning that and Mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely nice to hear that
1: yeah and and speaking of all this you mentioned some really interesting side projects in there to like help you take a step back from work I'm really intrigued by like the nonprofit that you briefly mentioned and some of those extracurriculars did at Stanford if you want to dive in more to some of those experiences or just side hustles you love
0: Yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned, once I left rowing, I kind of felt like there was a little bit of a void in my life, but everything eventually ended up falling into place. So the first one was teaching piano. So I started teaching piano actually when I was super young, when I was 11. And doing so taught me patience. It taught me the value of money. It taught me how to get creative and how to cater to kids who just wanted who really wanted to learn and were eager to learn piano but had really short attention spans. <laughs> so it was challenging and fun all at the same time. And even when I went moved to Palo Alto, so I'd taught piano from age eleven through college. So when I moved to Palo Alto I just put up tear off flyers around the community. That was my way of marketing, and then would receive calls within a few days. And after I got my first few clients in a geography, it was largely word of mouth from there. So these experiences were super compelling to me because they exposed me to the community and the place that I lived beyond just the school community. So for example, teaching piano in Palo Alto, I got to gain an understanding of what real professionals, not just students, did in the Bay Area, which was really an awesome opportunity for me. And then the second thing that I worked on a lot throughout school was modeling. So modeling helped me Fortunately, pay my way through college. It was something that I'd always been interested in doing. When I was super young, a scout had seen me in Baskin Robbins, of all places, and suggested I start modeling. I didn't actually start until sophomore year in college, but for me, it was a really interesting way to get exposure to different industries outside of tech. So the modeling ecosystem in the Bay Area is particularly interesting because in addition to working with larger companies, you get to work with startup companies. So one of the clients I work with a lot is Rothy's. They are a shoe company and I was able to watch them grow from working on developing flats to children's shoes to handbags and now to masks.
2: <laughs> um, oh, that's a really unique perspective on the startup industry. I hadn't even thought about like that you can see it grow from, like, beginning to wherever it goes from that space. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. So that was part of what excited me, honestly. So I guess the takeaway from modeling is it just taught me to expand my horizons and chase after
1: the craziest of <laughs> dreams. Um, I love that the life- your interest in business came into modeling, too. Like, yeah, that, that company grow. It's so cool to see those parallels to now with, like, your interest in VC.
0: Yes. And it was just super cool to see the behind the scenes of everything, right? Like seeing what an art director does. I had no idea. So it was a little bit of a um, learning curve. I don't think I'll be creative enough ever to be an art director, but I respect those who are art directors.
2: Absolutely. So if we could talk a little bit about like you moving into the VC world, when, when was that moment that you really realized that that was what you wanted to do because I don't know if that's like necessarily a direct path from product design to VCs and you obviously had an interest in it like we just talked about with your modeling career but but was that something that played a huge huge role in that discovery is the modeling or was it something beyond that yeah like yeah. so, it moment yeah
0: yeah so that's a good way to phrase it, the I got it moment. And I would say it was mostly through my internships that I learned about VC. So I mentioned that last internship right before my master's degree at the beginning of our conversation where I interned at this firm called Signia Venture Partners. And whereas the internship experience at the NFL piqued my interest in investing, I was like, oh, venture capital, like, okay, the NFL invests. I don't really know in what. The experience at Signia Venture Partners really solidified my interest in venture capital. I learned I loved the day-to-day work the independence the drive it took to dive into a market meet every entrepreneur and subject matter expert in that market and then develop conviction around a an idea or a company that you thought would succeed in the space i just loved that process it was full of discovery creativity fun and so the The moment, the got it moment for me was during that last internship at Signia. I was sitting in their meeting room, and they brought this entrepreneur in, and he pitched the room. And then the team at Signia was like, "Okay, we're going to offer to invest in your company." And like to me, the amount of money was crazy. And I was just so shocked to see that experience go down while I was sitting in the room. And I was like, what this happens? Um, so I just wanted to dive headfirst into that career. And so that was what really
2: what made me interested in ventures. Yeah, it's it's just such an incredible moment and I listen to the podcast How I Built This a lot and and when they talk about that moment, I like get butterflies because it's so exciting and somebody's whole life is truly about to change.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd love to hear another moment where instead of just an I got this moment, it's more of a, or I got it moment, more of an I totally got this moment. It's maybe sometime when you're like, trying to, like, people are maybe pushing back on you, you're trying to make your own way in the world, you're trying to find your own path, and, like, what you can tell other people, other young women listening about it. I don't know, Is if you have anything yeah. to add in on what this moment means to you.
2: Yeah, I guess yeah. the way I would kind of describe it would just be it, you're, you're taking a leap into something that you're really excited about, but absolutely are so clueless about and there's a lot of pushback often in these situations like are you sure this is what you want to be doing and oftentimes there's a lot of risk but you really have to be confident in yourself and say I got this so so what was that moment for you and what are what is some advice that you could give to people in that same position
0: yeah This question makes me think of a bunch of little moments, a bunch of little crossroads in life or forks in the road that have added up to who I am today. So I'll just maybe touch on a few of those moments. So the first, I mean, I already touched on at the beginning of our conversation was, Taking the leap to even join the rowing team where I knew absolutely nothing about the sport. I was like, boathouse, never been to one coxswain, what's that? So like the jargon to the actual technique of how to row and building the both physical and mental muscles to do the sport, that was a huge moment for me. And then conversely also deciding, okay, like I've spent two years on this team, I'm gonna try something else. And then I'll talk about the summer internships, So I went over those at the beginning. But like, at the time, they felt kind of crazy. Like I was kind of going from the Bay Area to Connecticut to New York, to I mean, living in San Francisco, which isn't far from Palo Alto. But it's like, you have to arrange your apartment at every place you're living on an intern salary, which is typically not that large. So having to figure out like, how can I feed myself and pay rent for three months and like, be safe and be enjoying life. Um, So those always felt scary to me as I was making those moves and doing those things. So all of those experiences I would say have added up to kind of crazy moments where I was afraid at the beginning but they turned out to be great experiences.
2: Is there any advice that you would like tell yourself in that moment that would kind of help you jump in with more confidence or something that you learned? post situation?
0: Yeah, so I think the common thread throughout those experiences is just try new things, right? It's like if it's a sport or a new group or a new area you want to learn more about just like dive in and if you don't like it that's fine particularly in something that's lower stakes like an internship it's like okay it's three months you're not committing to a career here you're not making a huge commitment to me college was awesome because you get to explore so many different things and you really get to figure it out and at the end of your college experience you can actually say mom I got this this is what I learned (laughs) this is what I'm doing you
1: know I love that tie-in to the title of our podcast. That's such a fantastic like full circle moment there. Thank you for all of that advice, Morgan. That was just like a fantastic chat. And I loved hearing your journey.
2: Yeah, same. Super, super inspiring and really cool because I think that you have had very unique experiences in life and then seeing them all come together in this amazing way was incredible. So thank you so much for chatting with us
0: yes emily and isabel thank you both so much for having me i admire the time and effort you're putting into this podcast and into swid and also plug here at the end for i also love guy roz and how i built this that's my favorite podcast i've listened to every episode so if anyone wants another great
1: podcast to listen to that's a good one <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally agree i can second that one
1: yeah <laughs> thank you so much morgan We want to thank you, our listeners, for listening. You're always welcome to pull up a chair with us on Mom, I Got This. A big shout-out to our music composer, Tony Rodriguez. If you loved all the tracks you heard as much as we do,
2: check out his stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you to the awesome girls in the Swid marketing and design teams for our beautiful graphics. And of course, another huge thank you to SWID, the advisory board, and our president, Nicole Orsak, for making the process so easy and enjoyable. Join us next Saturday as we learn about life at the elusive Apple and how running around a boardroom and yoga fit into the job description.